That's a good one, oh, God yeah. is cruel. You know what's a good one? No, I thought you were just gonna throw that pen at me or poke <laughs> my eye out with no, it. No, a good, a really good one is that everybody doesn't deserve it. Say I that like again. That everyone doesn't deserve it. Because everybody doesn't deserve it, so that's Boy, why that's God doesn't one. save everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Or, or even um, to believe in your heart. What if somebody doesn't believe in their heart? Right. Then they're not saved. Right. Believe in your heart and confess that I am uh -huh. Lord, right? And so get to heaven and I look around for Ashley and I don't see Ashley and I go up to St. Peter and I say, hey, St. Peter, where's Ashley? And he says, well, she took a right-hand turn to hell because she was really a sinner. Oh Although on, on earth, she played it off pretty good. According to the Bible, after a person dies, they have the chance to go to heaven. But the Bible also says that the way to heaven is narrow and not everyone will get there. But if God is supposed to be loving, then why doesn't he just save everyone? Why just an elect few? We're going to struggle through this topic today to discover what the Bible really tells us. You're listening to Apples and Oranges, where we compare what the world believes to what the Bible teaches. Wow, you nailed that one. Yes, I did. Good one. <laughs> Welcome back to Apples and Oranges. This is Season 2, Episode Yep, you got it right. And um, we have a really, really interesting conversation for today. But before we begin our conversation, yep. I would like to remind our audience that we are doing a new game where we call it Spot the Lie. Yep. Um, some, somewhere throughout our conversation, uh, where either one of us will tell a lie. And Do you know what the lie is today? I do. Oh, you do? Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Um. So one of us are going to tell a lie, and then the first three viewers to email us. Or listeners. Yes. They might not be viewing on Spotify. Listeners. Right. Um, to email us the correct lie that we've told. Yep. Uh, we'll get a customized apples and oranges piece of merchandise, such Ooh. as these mugs check right Check them out. Check them out. Uh, we also can do... Water bottles, yep. t-shirts, anything like that. So Maybe even a hat. Thing, you think we got a hat? Well, I think yeah, we, we can get a hat. We could probably do a hat, yeah. I like hats. Um, so you just need to email us the correct lie that we've told in the conversation to aliveagainany alive again, uh, uh, <laughs> alive at gmail.com. Aliveagainany at gmail.com. I think it's important also to just point out like the primary, the yeah. primary reason... Boy, you. The primary reason we're doing this is because in today's culture, uh, it is so easy to simply listen to somebody and believe what they have to say and not really know if what they're saying is a truth or a lie. And so we really want to want our listeners, we want our viewers to hear the topic, hear the different points that we're uh, that we're sharing on the show, and really figure out for yourself whether we're lying or whether we're telling the truth. Mm -hmm. So listen to what we have to say. It's a really quick podcast. Usually it's only 30 minutes long. Uh, and then uh, tell us the lie um, that, that you think you found. Again, alive again, ne at gmail.com. First three to send us the lie, we'll get 
some of this merchandise. Ashley doesn't like it when I say swag, so I'm not going to say that swag. That word is horrible. That word is horrible. Who invented that word, swag? Is that in the dictionary? It's in the dictionary. I don't believe it. And it's still used today. Swag. No one says swag. So listen, let's get right into today's <laughs> topic. Um, today's topic is, is what again? It's about people going to heaven, people not going to heaven. Um, why doesn't God save everybody? Why doesn't I God is the topic? Right. Why doesn't God save everybody? So Ashley, give us some world views or world perspective um, on why God doesn't save everyone. Okay. So there's there's a few, I guess, but some of them I'm like, eh, I don't really know if this is what people believe. Maybe they say that God is cruel. Yeah. I don't know that I've heard that that often, but maybe they do say that. Yep. Um, what else? That's a good one. God oh, you, is cruel. You know oh. what's a good one? No, I thought you were just going to throw that pen at me or poke <laughs> my eye out with no, it. No, a good, a really good one is that everybody doesn't deserve it. Say that like again. That Everyone doesn't deserve it. Because everybody doesn't deserve it. So that's Boy, why that's God a good doesn't ser- save everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. That is kind of... I think that I if I had a worldview, that would be it. That, that's That would one, be yeah. mine. No, don't like, take mine. Okay. Have your own. Okay, I'm going to expand upon that a little okay, bit. It's like, um, like, why would he save a murderer, rapist, or something like that? Yeah. That they... People would say they don't deserve to be saved, though. So that's kind of like the same thing. Right. Um, all people will be saved after death. Yeah. Because all roads lead to paradise. All roads lead to paradise. Yeah. I've, I've never heard that one, I don't think. Yeah. All roads lead to paradise. It's similar to the phrase, all roads lead to Rome. So um, I've never heard that phrase either. So well, there's there's a there's a new train of thought out there, and we're not going to get too deep into it. But there's a new perspective out there that uh, that Jesus Christ died uh, for all sin, for everybody, and so everybody is saved. And so after death, all roads lead to heaven. Uh huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Yep. And so that's really why you have to be very. Uh, you have to be very diligent in what you hear and what you believe and do your own homework. Wait, so who who's decided that? Who said that was a thing? Uh, I, Did I, we know? So there, I know that they're, they're a new group. Um, I know that I believe that they are Calvinists, um, and we can get into Calvinists and Arminians and all that later on. Um, that could be another topic. I, I don't remember the name, the producer of the show, uh, pointed it out to me yesterday when she was putting the notes in that together. But uh, they're, they're, they support this idea using biblical um, scriptures. Impossible. Um, well, well, they, they make a really good case for all people being saved. Um, and if you didn't challenge other areas of concern, you would very well, very easily believe what they have to say. Yeah. So what I mean by that, they talk a lot about um, Jesus Christ dying on the cross and his sin conquering or, or his his death on the cross conquering sin covering everybody's sin everybody's justified by God in Christ now the the Bible says that I was gonna say those are not false things not but false. the Bible also says other things right well and so you would the, they would have to defend the question of um, of the the lake of fire they would have to defend how how the Bible says that um, those uh, that Jesus says, um, I, I didn't know you, depart from me. 
Uh, and so these are pictures or, of the... Or uh, even um, to believe in your heart. What if somebody doesn't believe in their heart? Right. Then they're not saved. Right. Believe in your heart and confess that I am Lord, uh -huh. right? And so, so they don't really address those in their defense that everybody's saved. Yeah. They, they just, they, they defend the point that everybody is saved and everybody will go to heaven, but they don't get into the other. So what are you saying? Hell is fake or hell is not real. Mm -hmm. um, are you saying the devil is not real? Or are you saying that, um, that, you know, there won't be a judgment day and that people won't answer for their, 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 their wrongdoings. They, so they don't really answer those questions. And mm -hmm. it, so again, if you're not an individual who does your own research who uses your own mind and your own senses, you could very easily be swept away by their theology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a lot of th different things today, though. Without doing research, you get convinced because of what somebody else is saying. Sure. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, very, it's very easy to do that. Um, the, that we get so wrapped up in, um, in the circumstance or in some of the more surface-level um, talking points around the circumstance and, and listen, we're busy. Mm -hmm. We don't have a lot of time on our hands. Yeah. So, so the media and outlets like uh, the web uh, and and some uh, you know the the local news chat, it makes it very easy to simply turn on the news and believe that the person who's giving us the information um, has good character, has good integrity, and and they're giving us truthful information. Yeah. And and that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot of trust to put in an individual that you've never met. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so are there any more worldviews that you want to go over, um, that you want to hit? There's a few, but this one's kind of like iffy to me too because it's like if you don't believe there's God, then what's the point of talking about it kind of thing? Yeah, well, you right. You know what I mean? Like there is no God, therefore the Bible wouldn't be true. So right. then, right. So then none of it's... No, none of it's true. None of it applies. Yeah, yeah. That, that Usually that line of thinking says that we go back to dust and, and we go back, you to know, nothing. the whole the whole circle yeah. of life. Yeah. We, we go back into the earth. The earth, you know, sprouts up grass that helps something else, something feed off of us. Mm -hmm. All that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's probably about it for me. I don't know anything else. So what do you think the Bible says about it? Um, this is actually a really good topic that I kind of wanted to talk about. Yeah. Because... Why? Because it's just so, like, interesting, I guess. I okay. mean, I get why he doesn't save everybody. Well, well tell us. Because. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe I don't get why. Um, I'm sure you do. I think you're. No, you're I do. I do. I know. Yeah. So, so like, God gives you the, the will or something. Uh -huh. I don't know how I'm trying to say it. But ahead. he gives you free will yeah. to make a choice. Right. So, so if he just saved everybody, then it's like, it's not a relationship then because it's like, he's just your commander. Well, we would just be robots. Yeah. God doesn't want robots. He wants relationship. Yeah. So, so right. that's my thought. And so I get that part about it. Yeah. But there's another part that I'm like, I question a lot. Okay. It's like. So say you say you say you believe in God and this mm -hmm. and that. Yep. But you here I wrote it down here in my notes because I was looking over our topic oh for today gosh, you and were I said preparing. I I get That's willfully fantastic. accepting. Willfully in accepting. In order to be saved. Yep. 
but what if we continue to do sinful things mm. in parentheses even when we know what's right and wrong then yeah. what what happens then yeah um so that's like mm -hmm. an that's on top of our question for today i guess well it's all you know again it's all a matter of the heart mm -hmm. okay it's all a matter of the heart and so the person who asks jesus christ to come into their life i'm trying to i'm going to try to answer your question here Mm -hmm. um, about being saved, but willfully sinning. Um, and so it's all a matter of the heart. Um, when you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life and you truly surrender to him, Jesus is going gonna, is gonna to listen to your heart, not so much the words that come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. um, now, there may be areas in our life that we have, that, that they're called strongholds, that we have strong, that have strongholds over our life. Um, and uh, that, you know, either it's going to take us a long time to to get those strongholds out of our life. These are things like addiction, uh, addiction to drugs, addiction to alcohol, addiction to sex, addi addictions of lying. You know, these these sinful patterns. Um, but it doesn't mean you're not saved. It means that you're still struggling with with your humanity. Mm -hmm. um, so the the person who sins, okay, and then doesn't have um, isn't remorseful after they sin, mm -hmm. I, the, then again, I, I don't want to judge that person, nor, nor do I have the authority to judge that person. Um, but one could question whether that person really has Jesus in their heart. Mm -hmm. Because the person who gives their life over to Jesus, even though they have those, those areas where they struggle, yeah. um, they, they usually after they do uh, whatever it is they do, whether it's you know, a habitual liar or... Uh, usually those individuals feel very bad about it. And usually they'll ask God, you know, like, hey, uh -huh. God, search my heart. Okay. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I sinned again. You know, I screwed up again. Please forgive me. Okay. You know, so it really comes down to the heart. It comes down to the, the, the penitent man uh, getting on his knees and asking for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why the local church is so important because usually an individual who has a, a sin pattern like that or a stronghold like that goes into the local church and finds brothers or sisters that hold them accountable mm -hmm. so that when they do that sin or when they when they fall again, listen, and it doesn't even have to be, uh, I don't want to get too far off topic, but it doesn't even have to be something that they do the same thing over and over again. We're going to sin until we find ourselves in glory or until the day Jesus Christ comes back. It's the sanctification process. Mm -hmm. So I ask Jesus Christ into my life, and I'm driving down the Garden State Parkway, and somebody cuts me off, and I curse at him. I just sinned. Mm -hmm. Am I putting you to sleep? No. Okay. I've just had a long day. I'm oh, okay. listening. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I curse at him, and I sin. Well, that's a momentary lapse in, in, in back into my humanity. And so I ask God to forgive me for that sin, and he wipes me clean. And then tomorrow, when that person cuts me off, I do my best not to do it again. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the Garden State Parkway, the New Jersey Turnpike, for anybody who has driven it, you know you're going to have a lot of these momentary human lapses. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it okay. So there's scripture that the Bible talks about that uh, once, you're, you, once you're in the hand of God, nothing can remove you from the hand of God. But the question becomes, when you ask Jesus Christ into your life, were you truly remorseful? Were you truly repentant? 
And did you truly ask him into your life? Mm -hmm. That question can only be answered between you and the maker. Mm -hmm. Because nobody else knows. And that and that's why there's that whole Jekyll and Hyde. You could be sitting next to me. You could say you're a Christian. And, and your outward appearance would show that you're a Christian. But you could be the, the, the most uh, repulsive sinner in the world. And I may not know it. Yeah. And so when we get to heaven and I look around for Ashley and I don't see Ashley and I go up to St. Peter and I say, hey, St. Peter, where's Ashley? And he says, well, she took a right hand turn to hell because she was really a sinner. Oh Although on, on earth, she played it off pretty good. Oh, my goodness. I know. See, there's conviction in your eyes. That is so scary, though. Right. So that's why it's really a matter of the heart. And that's why, again, it's... It, because it's like maybe you do know in your heart, but what if you don't know in your heart? You'll know. You'll know. You you know... Like, I, I don't know what I've been thinking about that has made me, like, think this. Like, I'm like, like... I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't... I forget. Jake and I were having a conversation... And we were talking about something. Right. And it was like about how certain people just never feel God's presence or something like that. Okay. Right? Yep. And I was like, okay, so like I have this feeling and I and I know that I know yep. and believe, right? Yep. Right. But so like God does certain things and certain people have a will in life mm -hmm. for what he wants to be done right sure absolutely so what if their will is to not know god the individual yeah it happens all the time and it's so sad i literally started crying while we were out to eat in a restaurant because someone told me that or jake was telling me how somebody he knows like is part of the church and everything like that and never has experienced his presence and then mm -hmm. it started to get me thinking of like so i go out into the world and i try and tell these people but what if they're one of those people that aren't meant to so and then i started crying well so one of the things that i would encourage you to do i do this i i have this is is you write their name down uh-huh and you get on your knees and you pray for them. Mm -hmm. That that is objective number one for anybody that we that we have a burden for on our heart. Yeah. Whatever the topic is, whether it's for that person to experience God in a new and refreshing way, whether it's I would I, I'm praying for this person to receive salvation and ask Jesus Christ into their life and their life be radically changed for Christ. Whatever that is, prayer is the primary work of God's people, mm -hmm. and it is through the sowing of seed of prayer that God then waters that seed and you see it flourish. Mm -hmm. But all we primarily can do is pray for them and share, share with them. Mm -hmm. But ultimately they're going to make the decision based off of the facts of life. Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. In the 1980s, there was a show called the facts of life. <laughs> You take the good, you no take the idea bad. No idea what he's talking you, you about. You don't know? I'm going to go off. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Uh-huh. The facts of life. And so, by the way, that's the, that's the opening song to the facts <laughs> of life. And so the individual is going to take the good, they're going to take the bad, and they're going to put together in their own minds what the facts of life are. Mm -hmm. 
and they're going to either come out and say, Ashley's facts are right, and I need to get a deeper relationship with God, or they're going to say, no, uh, what Ashley's not telling me doesn't align with what I believe the facts of life are. Mm. And there, and and now, now what you're going to have is, and again, I, I, this is only how I view things. This isn't, uh, you, you're going to have that individual one day walk up to Jesus and is going to extend their arms to Jesus and Jesus is going to stop them and say, depart from me oh, for gosh. I never knew you. Okay. Okay. That's, and, that's too deep for right now. <laughs> sorry. So let's get back to the topic. So what does the Bible have to say about why God doesn't save everyone? Yeah. Right. Well, this is kind of, that was kind of a, why doesn't God save everybody kind of thing? Listen, right? you're a mother, uh-huh. right? You may not be experiencing these things just yet because your child is very young. Okay. Okay. Well, talk further about it because maybe I have. Well, you're going to tell the child one day, don't eat the cookies from the cookie jar. Uh-huh. We, we're having this challenge right now with my daughter. I love her to death. She is the sunshine of life. And, and, uh, and, she loves gummy bears. Yeah. She just loves gummy bears. Now, Rosalind, when she was born, she had trouble with her teeth. And so she actually doesn't have top teeth. She lost her her, her baby teeth very early on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the dentist says, no sweets Yeah. for Rosalind. Uh-huh. Well, my wife the other day wins. She goes to this uh, baby shower and she wins what? A huge glass bowl. And what's in the huge glass bowl? It's filled to the brim with gummy bears. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So my wife puts the gummy bears on the table and says, no gummy bears, Rosalind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, that's so sad. Now, why did the mother say that? Because <laughs> it was it's good intentions for it's her to not intentions. eat the, the candy. Her mother sees the end of the road. Mm-hmm. And her mother knows that if you indulge in the goodness of what is in the bowl today, tomorrow you will reap the negative consequences mm-hmm. and you won't be able to eat a wonderfully seasoned ribeye steak because you won't have teeth to chew. <laughs> okay? Now, that is, that is a very similar representation. We are made in the image of God. God wants to have relationship with his people, us. Mm -hmm. God tells us and gives us opportunities. Don't eat the cookies from the cookie jar. Don't eat the gummy bears from the gummy bear jar. And what do we as his children do? We either indulge in the moment and reap the consequences of later, or we heed his warning. We put that which is in front of us aside and we reap the rewards of heaven and everlasting. Mm-hmm. We can make it as complicated as we want, and we could really, you know, I'm going to provide some scriptures here, but that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Your, your friend who's in the church, oh, this is another thing that I want to point out here, that God is not a God that just stands by the sidelines waiting for you to respond. I believe, it's my belief in reading scripture, that every moment of the day, God is striving to have a, a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. He's continually pursuing us. Whether we slow down to recognize his pursuit in him is on us. When I drive in, into work, 
there are times in the morning where my mind races and I don't have an opportunity to picture the beautiful sunrise coming over the Manhattan skyline. Then there are other moments when I'm driving and, and I'm just at perfect peace and my head turns to the right and I see God in the sunrise over the beautiful Manhattan skyline. Mm -hmm. And that's when I'm reminded that my God wants a relationship with me in every moment. Mm -hmm. Make sense? Yeah. So listen, I'm going to provide some scripture here to our listeners about why God does not save everyone. We need to do this so that our listeners, our viewers, wherever you're at, whether you're on YouTube or whether you're on Spotify or whether you're on that Apple thing, uh, you can you can look these up for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So he says here in John 3.16, I think in our last episode, we talked about John 3.16 and 17. This week, we want to remind you what John 3.16 through 18 says. You don't stop reading the scripture. So it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Here comes verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they haven't believed in the name of God's one and only son. Mm -hmm. Probably should not have used that verse in the beginning because that says it all. Yeah, really? <laughs> I mean, I, mean it, I guess you don't have to read anymore after that one. No, I mean, that, that, that says it all, that you, you need to believe in, in the son. Mm -hmm. You need to believe that, A, he was the son of God. Uh, you need to believe, B, that when he was on this earth, he was sinless. You need to believe that he went to the cross for your sins, for my sins, for all of those listening or watching. And then you need to believe that he went into hell and he conquered sin and death and he rose from the dead and he is alive at the right hand of the Father. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much a summary of everything. <laughs> um, well, there are some other scriptures I want to give. Yeah, yeah. Do you not want me to give these? No, I do. I think that you should. Okay. It says here, um, uh, let's see here. Um, God, God respects what he has created to such an extent that he will not allow even his overwhelming love to violate our will. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't God just save everyone? Because he will not violate the will he has given us. That's kind of like what I said in the beginning. What? Right. I don't remember. Like how... Your yawning has thrown me off. <laughs> like how you have free will to that he gives you. So yes. like you make that choice. Right. And, and God... Or else he would just be controlling you. Yeah, well, and not only that, like God can't violate his own creation. So in giving us free will, mm -hmm. he can't violate that. And then say, no, I don't want you to make your own decisions. I'm going to do it for you. Yeah. He, he doesn't violate his own laws. Yeah. Um, the other, the other uh, point to make out is forced love isn't love at all. Why doesn't God just save everyone? Because our love for him must be voluntary. Yeah. We, you know, who, who likes to be 
in a room with somebody we hate and be forced to love them. Mm-hmm. It's miserable. It's not you. I don't even think. I don't even think you can use the term love in that example. Yeah, that's not really possible. I don't think. No, that's you know that so so God desires a relationship for us, but He will not force that relationship on anybody. Um, he will always be there with open arms when we're ready to love Him truly. Mm-hmm. Like the there's the story of. Um, uh, the I'm thinking of the the father and the son. Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. The um, where the son asks for his inheritance, and and he takes it all, and he blows it all, um, and then he comes back uh, to the father, and the father leaves the house uh, and sees the son far off, and he tells the servants, "Kill the calf, the best calf, get my robe." Uh, and when the son comes up, the son says, "Forgive me." For what I've done, the father simply wraps his arms around the son, puts the robe on his son, puts the ring back on the son's finger, uh, and and accepts him back into the family. I'm just drawing a blank on what the name of that. It's it's there's a term for it. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Um, I'll I'll figure it out uh, here. But that's what God wants. God wants us to know that when we're ready, when we when we truly love Him. And when we truly turn to him, mm-hmm. he's there with open arms. Yes. So let, let's go. The, I'm, I feel like I'm preaching more than, um, than uh, I'm giving here these examples. So that's another great, exa- that, that's another great reminder of why. Here, here we go. He provides, pro- he provides, protects, and blesses, giving mankind numerous opportunities to look up and find him. Matthew 5.44, Jeremiah 29.13, Romans 2.4. But we haven't. But he won't force salvation on the unwilling. Why doesn't God just save everyone? Because gifts must be willingly received. Oh, I wrote about that because I was like, oh, what exactly does that mean? Um, and then I kind of the opened... prodigal son. It's called the prodigal son. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I didn't want to lose it. It's fine. In my old age. Oh my goodness. All go. right. So then I said, what exactly does that mean? And then I kind of answered it myself. And I said that we must openly accept his gift of salvation and eternal life. Yeah, we need to receive it. Uh-huh. You know, we need to openly receive it. Um, and uh, again, you need to search out your own salvation. That's from the Bible. Uh, so again, hopefully I'm giving you some good scriptures here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew 5:44, Jeremiah 29:13, Romans 2:4. Here's another statement. The father who watched his own beloved son be tortured to death for the benefit of an ungrateful mob refuses to degrade that sacrifice by deciding later that it's not truly necessary. Mhm. Right? Like, what's the point of killing yeah, his own son? Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think of if, that one. That was a good one. If everybody goes to heaven, like, why would he put his son through that? As a matter of fact, I would say, like, he's kind of sick if, yeah, if yeah. he does that. If he puts his son through all of that, through that torture, through that pain, through and that agony. And then just says, no, it's okay. Yeah, and just you says, can, ah, cruel you, trick. Yeah. <laughs> April Fool's. Right? That's terrible. Right? Yeah. So some so Acts 4.12, Isaiah 42.8. Why doesn't God just save everyone? Because salvation can only come through faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever doesn't have the Son of God 
doesn't have life. First John five twelve. Mm-hmm. These are all these are all reasons as to why God doesn't just save everyone. Yep. This was actually really good. Answered a lot of questions hope, that I had. I hope it answers <laughs> a lot of them. Um, um, just one more scripture that yes. I really liked. Go ahead. Um, it, it's kind of more of like a faith thing. Oh, so. boy. Is it a real scripture? Yeah. Well, it's you Matthew. just said it's fake. No, I wrote a few down here that okay. I really liked. So, okay. I, so I just wanted to say I wanna, this. You want to read them? Matthew nineteen twenty five through 26. Oh, this is a good one. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so all I things. just wanted to share that because well, I like that one a lot. It's Well, you got to follow that up. Like, now here cut you got to be the preacher in you. Mm-hmm. So why... <laughs> Why do like we need to remind our listeners out there? Yeah, there is nothing you have done that is too great, that is too disrespectful, that is too embarrassing, that that is just too far to separate you from God. Mm-hmm. Nothing, there is nothing. You may be listening, you may be watching, and you may be saying, You don't know my circumstance, brother. And all I'll say is read that scripture over again. What was it again? Matthew 19? Yeah, Matthew 19, 25 through 26. Matthew 19, 25 through 26 draws you back to God the Father. There is nothing impossible for him. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the preacher in you. you got to follow that up. With, all right. Right? So, And if you think that there is, reread that scripture. The chasm is not too great. The waters are not too high. The valley is not too low for the Father to meet you right where you're at. Mm -hmm. You simply have to have a willing heart. Yeah. It's all about the heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I think that pretty much... Pretty what? much wraps up this conversation. Great. It was a good, hopefully it was a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Okay. Answered a lot of my questions. Well, so. listen, if any of you have comments, um, you know, read, uh, write them down, uh, send them to us, aliveagaine.com, and, uh, and send us your comments. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Um, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, or really anywhere that has podcasts. <laughs> And we have a new episode every Friday at 7 p.m. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Take it easy, everybody. Bye.